Welcome to the Chick Foley Show. What is up, Foley fam? We are back with another episode of the Chick Foley Show. Spooky season's finally over. We're gearing up for Thanksgiving, and we're going to kick it off by reviewing Crown Jewel and getting through all the latest and greatest in wrestling figure news. But before we do all that, let's start, as always, by introducing the stars of the show. Sheena, how you doing? I'm doing good. A little sad that spooky season is over, but I'm looking forward to Thanksgiving. It's always a good holiday. Actually, I'm really in the Christmas spirit this year. Usually it takes me about to like the middle of November to really get geared up for Christmas. But as soon as uh, we know we put the jack-o'-lanterns away and took all the orange lights down, I was like, all right, let's put this freaking Christmas tree up. We haven't yet, but it's it's coming. Marco, what's happening up in Boston? Nothing much. Just just gearing up. Same hair. Gearing up for uh, Thanksgiving and... uh, yeah, we uh, just look out for the uh, the open mic uh, Christmas special too. So, with uh, with Sheena and uh, and Casey, we'll be we'll be hopping on that holiday as well. So, you have something to look forward to hopping this on Christmas that holiday. <laughs> hopping on that Yule log. <laughs> wow! It, of course, <laughs> Jordan. What's <laughs> going on with you, dude? Oh, I, I am not preparing for Thanksgiving. I, we are uh, full go on Christmas around here. We already started putting mm-hmm. some stuff out. Grinch is out in the front yard. Like we're, we're ready to roll. Like <laughs> Thanksgiving is nothing more than the halfway point to Christmas between Halloween and Christmas. That's all that means to me. It means nothing else. But I mean, I like Thanksgiving. I like to eat, but it's literally one day. I'm not going to get all jacked about it. Christmas feels more like a month of getting ready for like Thanksgiving. Yeah, Sunday. everybody always gets their panties in a wad whenever, you know, people get excited for Christmas in November. But it's just like, have you ever seen the little meme with the calendar? And it's like Christmas, 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 like all of November and December. And it's like <laughs> yeah. one day. It's like, this is Thanksgiving. Like, we celebrate Thanksgiving, yeah. you know? There's no it's- such thing as like Thanksgiving season, though. You know, yeah. It's just, yeah. Thanksgiving yeah. really is kind of a. I'd say it's a weekend, right? I, I kind of yes, think of that whole four-day weekend. And you got all the leftovers and all the football, and plus Survivor Series has been lining up. And all up the gratitude. Yeah, all the thankfulness. Yeah. I want to remind you guys, use code Chick Foley to save 10% at Ringside Collectibles, our presenting sponsor. Um, They're about to start kicking off their sale season between Black Friday, Cyber Monday, and the Christmas sale. This is the perfect time. To be a little bit selfish because you got to treat yourself also and get caught up on any uh, any of those figures you were maybe on the fence about this year. This is the perfect time to get them. They always have you know really good elites marked down to like eight bucks. You can sometimes get basics for like three ninety nine, but you know damn near free. Just pay for the shipping. Um, this is when when Ringside really kind of clears out their warehouse. So be ready for that if it's any figures that you've had your eyes on. I actually got some really good Ringside exclusives for like $15, 16 bucks in years past when they're trying to get rid of the last of that stock. So yeah, be ready for the sales at Ringside. Sheena, remind the listeners where they can find us on social media. You can find me on Instagram at Chick Foley. Marco run the Twitter machine at Chick Foley Show. Join us uh, and all of our Foley fam over on Facebook, our exclusive Facebook group. Uh, go to Chick Foley dot com um and we also have the links to all of our partners in crime our pod foundation brothers coming down the aisle podcast the extra cooler show and the turnbuckle tavern bringing you all the wrestling content that you need for your week all right and with that we will get into it so obviously the big story in wrestling this week we had yet another saudi show how crazy is it to think that we're going on six years now they've been doing these events in saudi arabia pretty nuts to be honest a lot's changed too. I mean, we got women there. We got Sami Zayn there. It's uh, 
you know, we're progressing, I think, right? Yeah. <laughs> going, yeah. Right, going the right direction, if you can call it that. I think, I would say this show is actually, just from a show quality standpoint, I think this was a little step in the wrong direction. They had seemed like pretty damn major shows over the last like year and a half, really everything mm-hmm. post pandemic. But this one felt like it was a little bit back towards being mm-hmm. the, yeah. the glorified house show, you know, aside from Kyrie saying, and the, the title change we're going to talk about, I don't know. I was a little bit overwhelmed or underwhelmed by this one, man. What, what were you guys kind of thoughts on it? without, we'll, we'll get into the individual matches, but just overall vibes on crown jewel this year. Mm, not good. <laughs> I thought I, not good. Yeah. I thought it was a step. Like just, if you look at the spectacle that it was last year, with the big, you know, the big stage presence with the big crown and, you know, it almost had like a WrestleMania feel to it. The set was a little subdued compared to what we're used to. I, yeah. I did notice that a little bit too. It was, um, that, the matches were, we'll get into it. Um, meh for me, pretty much all, all except one. Uh, that was really I was, good. I was sports entertained. I thought, I mean, I thought the matches were good and on paper they're good matches, but like Seth said, I think it was just kind of like when you've seen the spectacle that these Saudi shows have been in, in years past, yeah. it did seem like a little bit of a, of a step down, but I mean, I, I, I still enjoyed myself. I, I think it got a bump for being on in the daytime. I think if yeah. it was at nighttime, people would have been a lot more negative you know about what? the show You're yep. probably right but because it that. happened during daytime for us. I think it made the stakes seem much lower. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Jordan, where, what, what were your overall thoughts on the show, man? I mean, I obviously didn't watch it live because that's right in the middle of college football Saturday. So, um, <laughs> but I, I watched it over the last two days and dude, it, I don't know, man. I, I just kind of think these shows are starting to, wear out for me it's just Mm. we'll talk more about the matches and stuff but i i have like a really i don't know this one just did not hit for me at all and like i said when we get into the matches i have one of the women's matches in particular i want to say something about this because it's just i don't know man like does i understand why they do these like the money is there i get it but Mm. I don't know. They just feel less and less important every year. Like, I feel like I know you guys always enjoy them more than I do just because there's a lot of stuff WWE does that I don't enjoy. Um, and this one, I don't know, man. There was a I lot of the Saudi show earlier this year was pretty good. What was it? Night of Champions? You know, you had Seth beating AJ and the uh, you had Sammy and KO beating Roman and Solo. I thought that one was pretty good. But yeah, this one was this one was back to like the early days of, of the Saudi shows where it's just, you like know, inconsequential. Kind yeah, of. To- yeah, completely missable. Like, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, let's get into it. She kind of let's just, uh, run, you know, she is going to lead the charge. as She always does on our, our pay-per-view reviews and we'll we'll run down the event. So we got Seth freaking Rollins defeating Drew McIntyre for the uh, World Heavyweight Championship to, to retain. So what were your guys thoughts on uh Freaking versus McIntyre. <laughs> I thought it was a solid match. I was expecting a little bit more story development. I thought we might see an actual cash in and not just a fake out with Sammy still in the briefcase. Yep. Um, or I thought we might see Drew really go full heel. Full heel um, yeah, ended up kind of basically just having a, a good, respectful match. It was typical Seth Rollins match. I think you could pretty much just guarantee he's going to give you four stars, but never five at this point. Uh, I think, um, you know, we'll see if... He, he had it, maybe it's going to take like a WrestleMania or a Royal Rumble level show for him to really go to that last year. But it seems like Seth's kind of just his his like 80 percent is better than just about every other wrestler out there. And it seems like he's kind of on cruise control in some of his matches. He was busting out some cool ass moves like that when he did the kind of swanton into the lion salt. That was pretty yeah. sweet. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen him do that before. Um, but, yeah, it feels like Seth's kind of just coasting right now. Mm-hmm. I feel like. I don't know. Maybe this is just me. And I mean, I, I feel like Seth saying his four star matches. I feel like Seth has really started to 
And I'm not saying Drew McIntyre is like a huge step down from Seth Rollins. I'm just saying this in general. I feel like Seth has really started to wrestle down to his opponent, if that makes sense. I just, dude, I feel like when Rollins used to have matches, like no matter who he was wrestling, if it was the first show of the night, middle show, last, last match, it didn't matter. He was putting on an absolute banger. Now it's just like, it's just your standard Seth, Seth Rollins match. I mean, I don't know. There's just, this one was just another standard Seth Rollins match. Sorry to interrupt, but he's also like a, he's a family man now. He's got a daughter. I mean, there's a lot he's more. Legit got an injured back. Yeah, also. he's got an yeah, injured back. Yeah, he's he's got an injury. Um, so I'm, I'm sure he's just trying to like prolong his uh, I think so his too. career. I you know what I mean? Like why why risk it at this point? Like be safe, wrestle yeah. safe, wrestle great matches. But like, there's no sense in doing anything stupid or you know yeah. taking these high spots just for like you know I mean, I mean for crown jewel. He's you know? still wrestling a pretty aggressive style, but it's definitely it's a noticeable step down. From, you know, like 2014 and 2015, Seth, and then even like 2018, 2019, when he was mm-hmm. having his run with the Intercontinental Championship and then ended up beating Brock. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I kind of agree with Sheena, though. I think he's just being economical. He knows he's only got so many, you know, so many holes left to punch on his bump card. And I think he's saving some of those those top tier matches for a big show. Uh, he's kind of got a little bit like the Randy Orton thing going, right? Like you pretty much just know what you're going to get in a Seth Rollins match. It's. It's yeah. never going to wow you, um, but it, it's always going to be just pretty solid. Yeah, it's kind of. I think it's kind of upsetting in the sense where this actually, this match was actually like my favorite match of the night. Um, but uh, it is kind of upsetting in the sense where he isn't, you know, going full throttle. He doesn't have to do it every single match, obviously, but like you definitely should turn it on a little bit. And uh, just like you know, just in case, like what happens if you know the rumors are true. And maybe what if uh, Will Ospreay does show up and, and they have a match at Mania? What Seth oh, Rollins are we getting? Are we going to get? Well, I mean, I think in that situation, that that's a time to turn it on and risk it all, dude. You know what I mean? You're on the okay. grandest stage of them all. Yeah, go for it. But I mean, when you're at Crown Jewel fighting Drew McIntyre, I mean, it is it was a World Heavyweight Championship match. Yeah. I'm not trying to like you know downplay it, but I mean, let's be honest, dude. Like we're we're gearing up for WrestleMania season, mm-hmm. so I think yeah. I think being smart at this point is the way. Yeah, true. Do you guys at this point he's held the belt for you know roughly six months? Do you guys see Seth taking that belt all the way to Mania? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There's yep. no point in him giving it up at this point. Yeah. I think it's I think it's like the Triple H is like it, it's Triple H's WWE now. So anyone that came up under him is gonna they're gonna have long title reigns. I don't see right. you know Rhea losing her title and he's, I don't see EO losing it anytime soon. Um and that's just the reality we have to live in. It's like I said, it's Triple H's WWE, and those no, are his champions. Not it is not. It is, it is not Triple H's <laughs> WWE. This is UFC's WWE. Oh, yeah, that is true. <laughs> I mean, as far as like the creative process goes, no, no, no. That, um, that's that's what UFC likes. Is they they? I mean, that's why you don't see guys fighting every three months. Like they want title holders to hold the belts for yeah. long periods of time. Make it a big they, deal. Yeah, mm-hmm. they, they want to make everything a big deal. So which makes like, sense. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. All right, moving on. We got Rhea Ripley um, defeated Nia Jax, Raquel, Shayna, and Zoe Stark uh, in the Fatal Five Way Women's World Championship. I match. hated this match, <laughs> man. Just the layout, whoever the agent was, like Fatal. You know, four ways, five ways, six ways, whatever you want to call it. They they can be cool matches. I felt like there was zero creativity put into this. It seemed mm-hmm. like it was just two chicks are going to take. Excuse me, two females are going to take turns wrestling while the other three are taking a nap. Yeah on the outside and rotate. I just, 
Yeah, I I was not a fan of this match at all. Yeah. This is actually I mean, it was all right. this is actually the first time I've hated one of Rhea's matches. I hated this match. I thought this match was yeah. awful. Like her first, her entrance was even kind of weird, right? Like yeah. I thought, like it was. I was like, well, how long is this entrance going to be, and what are we even doing here? They should they needed to tie it into her entrance, but it was yeah. just like these. You know, like I, I was kind of digging it, but then she just made a regular entrance yeah. after that, so it didn't really make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I thought Shayna Baszler stood out. I thought Shayna Baszler had a really really good performance in this match. But everybody else, you know, kind of even including Rhea, man, I thought was a little bit lackluster. And I think it has more to do with just whoever laid out this match than, you know, the actual ability of any of the five ladies. I mean, do you think that like, you know, kind of like the layouts of the women's matches in Saudi are just different because of like limitations? Like they don't want to do anything that's too like risque or anything like I don't think so. I thought EO and Bianca had a totally fine match later on in the day. I mean, I don't know why that they're already covered up from neck to feet. So yeah. 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 I mean, I guess, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to risk a wardrobe malfunction, but <laughs> uh, no, nah, I, I don't think that's a factor. All right. So collectively everyone hated that match. Let's move on. Jordan, yes. Jordan, you love Rhea Ripley, dude. What, what he, did you hate most about this? Dude, just like the pacing of the match was really weird for me. I hate that they brought Nia Jax back, dude. It's just yeah, not a fan. Every one of her matches, it just I don't know, it just never goes off right. Raquel to me has lost it a little bit. Like I'm starting to lose faith in her, and I've never been a fan of Zoe Stark. So I don't know, man. Outside of Shayna and Rhea, I didn't have a whole lot of hope for this match going into it anyway. Um, I don't know, man. It was just. <sighs> We'll talk about when we get to the other women's match because I have some thoughts about women's matches in Saudi. Um, but yeah, it's just, I don't know. It just doesn't feel the same when they do these matches over there. But we'll talk about when we get to the other one. All right. This was uh, this was the match that I was most like back and forth on. I, you know, I kept thinking like, well, it makes sense for, for Cena to put Solo Sokoa over, but Solo defeated in like, just absolute squash match fashion, John Cena. They made just, such a big deal about the losing streak Cena was on too. They'd made yeah. that such a part of the story that it seemed like it was telegraph and he was going to win, but yeah. yeah, Solo whooped that yeah, ass. Yeah, like freaking 11 <laughs> Samoan spikes. I mean, just absolute it was domination. Like, I guess, you know, I think beside from Brock at SummerSlam that year, I don't think we've ever seen Cena get straight beat down like that. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. Pretty nuts. I mean, there's like there's really nothing much to say about this match. There's nothing much to say. I think. I mean, I think it's a, a it's a big um you know it's a big moment for Solo. I think that's pretty freaking awesome. Um, that Solo Sokoa has come to a point where he's beating John Cena in matches. I mean, that's yeah, you know, that's pretty freaking rad. Definitely a better. Do you guys think that? Uh, do you guys think that? Uh, I mean, obviously, I don't think this is John Cena's last match. But do you guys think that? This whole story arc they did with the way he left and just the whole story they were telling leading up to the match. Does that mean that next time he comes back, it is going to be like the final chapter of oh, John yeah, Cena? Probably. Or do you guys think yes. that we're going to keep repeating this cycle for the next couple of years where no. he's back for six, seven weeks? No, no I he's think done. It's the end. Yeah, I think I think he's going to take off a couple of months. I think he's going to have a WrestleMania match and then maybe one more. And then I think we're done. Sadly. Yeah, yeah I think it definitely better. It was definitely a better match in theory. Him and Theory at WrestleMania, I'll tell you that much. It looked like he actually, like, they were both, you know, both competitors had an effort in this match as opposed to the squash match that was uh, against Austin Theory, so. It'd be some nice symmetry to see him go out at WrestleMania 40 also. You know, WrestleMania 20 in New York is really, it wasn't his debut, but that was really where he kind of, like cemented, you know, officially became John Cena, yeah. you know, beating Big Show for the U.S., uh, 
the U.S. Championship. So, yeah, yeah there's some, a little bit of poetry there, man, to going out at WrestleMania 40. Who do you guys – who's kind of like on your list for – for last opponent, man, if he if he does have his last match at uh, WrestleMania, Randy Orton, Randy Orton, hundred yeah. percent, it has to be Randy Orton. I just think that that those two wrestling one more time, especially being at Mania, would be such a special moment for both of them. I know, but I feel like Ra- Randy's about to be put out to pasture too. Yeah, right? I mean, true. I, feel like, I mean, I feel like you know, you it's could, gonna be one right I mean, after the other. It could be both. Of, yeah, yeah. It, it could be both of their last matches. I'd be completely fine with that. To be completely yeah. honest with you, I mean. It, it kind of sounds like whenever Orton does come back, like like you just said, he only has a couple matches left in him um, just because his body's starting to wear down, which is understandable. So I would love to see him and Cena do one last match at WrestleMania. I think it'd be awesome. Yeah, they could do like the... Um, come on, seeing Cody, maybe. Yeah, Cody would be good. You could do like the end of an era match, kind of like how Cody's Triple H. fighting Roman. Yeah. He gets Cena's last match. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you think Cody's wrestling Cena at Mania? Good God! Well, not if, I don't think I don't think Mania. I don't think Mania. You think Mania was going to be John Cena's last? I mean, I, yes. I, I would, what else would it be? What's it going to be at Fastlane twenty twenty four? No, it could be that SummerSlam. Be it could be it could be, be SummerSlam. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, obviously, it's not going to be at some freaking John Cena is going out at WrestleMania. You could you could book that. Yeah, mm-hmm. the showcase of Immortals. He has to go out at WrestleMania, but if he doesn't like Taker, he'll wait till WrestleMania 50 to go out. So yeah, that's true. Yeah. That is also true. <laughs> he'll just keep. He'll just keep respawning in different <laughs> uh, in different matches. All right, uh, Logan Paul defeated Rey Mysterio uh, for the United States Championship. So Logan Paul is your new U.S. champion. I'm fine with this. I didn't think. Yeah, I didn't think yeah. the same. I, I get it. I, I think you know Ray had a decent little run, but we, Ray doesn't need a belt at this point in his career. No. Yeah, yeah. Was is anybody sad that yeah that Ray doesn't have the belt anymore? Like the the run no. itself no. is fine, but did he do anything for that belt? No. Nope. He put Logan no. Paul over. That was the that was the end game of the whole thing. So yep, it worked out. I mean, am I like over the moon about Logan Paul being the United States champion? No. I hey, think Logan Paul's awesome, dude. I it think, is. Yeah. Know. I do want to put out, I was I was a year late, but if you guys remember last summer when they started doing those like video packages, hyping up the US championship, I called it. I said, dude, they're just hyping this thing up so they can put that belt on Logan Paul and make it a big deal. Yeah. Because uh, I, I thought he was going to, I think he was feuding with, uh, or I think he may have been in the tournament or something for the vacant title. Um, but yeah, I thought that, uh, I thought he was going to grab it then. So mm. off by a year, but yeah, I could, I see him holding this thing all the way to Mania and having a big match. Dude, you could do Logan Paul against John Cena for the U.S. Championship at WrestleMania. That would be a huge no. deal to bring in some uh, some lapsed fans, uh, you know, some nostalgia folks. And again, you'd have John Cena um, fighting for the same belt he fought for at WrestleMania 20. We'll talk about it later, but that matches that that title and that match will be for L.A. Night because he'll be back in the yeah. Uh, the I can see card. that too. Give him some. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, he's not going to be in the main event scene. But like I said, we'll talk about that when we get to it. But yeah. 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 All right. EO Sky defeated the EST for the WWE Women's Championship. With the help of a returning Kyrie Sane. All right, With Jordan. the help of a returning Kyrie Sane. Yeah. To to Bailey's total surprise. Um, yes. Kyrie Sane is back and now, you know, we we got some besties drama. So Yep. Dude. All right. All right, Jordan. Let's hear it. Okay. Outside of the first ten rows on camera side. Almost nobody gave two shits that that, they had Kyrie (laughs) Sane come back. That That was literally the stupidest idea I think they've ever had to have her debut coming back 
in Saudi. At Crown Jewel. Are you kidding yeah. me, dude? Survivor Series is in three weeks. You couldn't have saved yeah. it for that? That would have been a pop in the States. That got no yeah, reaction. A smart Chicago Agreed. crowd. Yeah. yeah. Kyrie yeah. saying just she wasn't big you, she wasn't big enough to just roll her out in front of any crowd yeah. and expect them to make a big deal about it. Like the hardcore fans love her, right? She was awesome, but you're right, dude. I think a lot of people were, you know, asking who is this uh, when she showed up in Saudi. I think it's already. I I I know why they're gonna keep doing it. The women's matches and stuff in Saudi. It is a cool deal for them to do it. But dude, the crowd is just not into women's matches. The, de- the crowd was dead for this match. And, dude. And it's, it's such yeah, a disservice to Io and Bianca. They are both incredible talents and. I don't know, man. Just the fact that that match happened there, and then they had Kyrie return in that match is, I don't know. That's just such a disservice to all three of those ladies. I just, I don't get it. It's it's so they weird were dead to me. for uh, for Rhea's match too. And I mean, mm-hmm. Rhea is one of the three or four hottest acts in the company right now. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. They shouldn't do women's matches in Saudi. The crowd doesn't give a shit, man. Women are <laughs> completely. What about that one less. guy that was chanting "This is change"? This is, whatever this is uh, Alexa and uh, Sasha wrestled in like oh, Dubai God. all those years ago. They, yeah. WWE made such a big deal out of it. And it was just like yeah. one weirdo going, "This is change. This is change." <laughs> Oh, boy. Wow. So that yeah, was really something. It was a, uh, I think, you know, I think, I, I think just had just a, the entirety of that show, the crowd was kind of not. Yeah, it, it was definitely, it. it was a meh crowd at, at yeah. best. Like you can kind of start to tell they're even getting to the point where they're kind of over these shows. Yeah. <laughs> They're being forced to come there at gunpoint by their government. Either lop off your head or you come to this show. Yeah, yeah with, with, I, I wonder we'll where the continue until morale improves. I wonder yeah. where the uh, "this is change" guy is at. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we haven't we haven't seen, seen him again. since. Yeah, he was never seen again. Um, all right, moving on. Cody Rhodes defeated Damian Priest. Yeah, I didn't think. Uh, so my my this was whatever. It could have been the main event on any Raw instead of being on pay per view. Yep. I got one really pointed critique on this though, dude. Damian Priest does not warrant the triple crossroads, man. Like, Cody needs yeah. to save that for fucking, you know, Brock Lesnar and Roman are probably the only two guys that put on that tier that he needs to be busting out the, tr- the triple crossroads for. I mean, I, I don't really love that as a finisher anyways. Yeah. But, um, you know, Damian Priest, I, I love you, dude, but I think one crossroads would have been plenty. <laughs> I think that they're just – all they're trying to do is just protect Damian Priest and try to make him out to be still a beast because he's still got the – Money in the bank, but actually yeah, he doesn't. Sammy well, Zayn has the okay. Money. No, Sammy had to give it back. No, he got it back. Oh, yeah, Adam, Adam Paris made him uh, return. Yeah, it. Sheena, get get up on the times. Be, Which I kind of I appreciate that that we have an authority figure that's finally like enforcing basic property law in yeah, wrestling because so long it's like it's just been possessions nine tenths of the law. Like you know, if you you see an AW right now, you know Jay White takes MJF's belt and he can just hold it. Um, think about like in the lead up to WrestleMania 20 when Shawn Michaels super kicked Chris Benoit and signed the contract. And it's like, okay, he's in the match. Like, what if, what if real life worked on that? Like, somebody's about to like close on a house and you can just show up and hit him with like a flying form, yeah. fucking sign form. And yeah, that's my house. and I never under, I never understood that either. Like, if, if everybody in the stadium and the announcers and the refs and the talent all know that you're Mr. Money in the Bank, why can't you just say I'm cashing in? Like, why do you have to physically I hand this, over dude, the briefcase on the pod? Dude, like, I said, why are we still using the briefcase? man why can't they have a fucking app or like an nft that they got to transfer to <laughs> convince me why can't you just use in? word of mouth dude like why 
Like, why can't you just say, I'm cashing in? You're Mr. Money in the Bank. You have this like verbal title, You got to have dude. some sort of mechanism, though, to they give yourself the plot device to get out of it, dude. Yeah. I think the phone would refresh it because you, you, I think they've exhausted all options with the briefcase. True, but what's that going to look like in the crowd when it's like, oh, shit, I don't have service. It's whereas, 2023. Like, you could just show it on the screen, dude. Whereas could, like the briefcase, you're like trying to hand it to the ref and the ref is like, what, wait, what am I supposed to do with this? Who, what is this briefcase? Dude, like? I think the phone is much better. Everybody can. Who the fuck do you know in your life that carries a briefcase? Everybody can relate to needing to do something on their phone and not being able to get the fucking service, man. Or like, you know, their phone dies as they're trying to do it. I just think it, maybe not every year, just do it for one year, right? Like we're yeah. going to do the, the money in the bank NFT. Yeah. And then you could sell the replica NFTs on WWE shop. There's fucking marks that would spend a hundred bucks to get, you know, the same NFT that Finn Balor's carrying around or yeah. some shit like that. <laughs> wow. Uh, that's funny. Holy. Yeah. We, the briefcase though, yeah, it, it's outdated, man. I, I'm over money in the bank anyways. I loved it when I first got back into wrestling, but I think it's it's just exhausting now, dude. And I feel like it ends up just jamming up storylines more than it does help them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Agreed. All right. Now we're to the main event. Roman Reigns defeated LA Knight. <sighs> big, big shot. Big shot. This was, this was a Roman, you know, I you guys know I love Roman Reigns more than anybody, man. I think that's clear. This was like they forgot to have anybody work on this match and 15 minutes before they hit the bell, they hit chat GPT and were like, book me a yeah. Roman Reigns match. You know, we had <laughs> interference was, from the bloodline. Yeah, paint by we had a ref distraction. We had a spear through a barricade. Yep. And into the night, LA night, looking up at the lights as, you know, the tribal chiefs music plays. Dude. This was this was the most paint by numbers of Roman's title defenses, which is kind of a shame because LA night's been so red hot and, I dude, I don't think he gained anything from this this whole process, man. But he didn't lose anything either, though. No. I don't think, right? I mean, he lost the main event to Roman. I mean, like he, a, I mean, and do like you at this point? It's inexcusable that like, you're not expecting. There wasn't even a swerve. It was just Jimmy and Solo helping him out. You know, yeah. um, I at at this point you just look like a freaking schmuck if you don't have some sort of counter to that. If you don't have well, like Cody and Jay waiting in the wings to help you out or something. Well, you know? I would argue, I would argue that if you're Roman Reigns and you are the, you know, coming up on the longest reigning champion in WWE and you have to have two people help you beat LA freaking night. He's a heel. Then though. like, you know, what are you doing? You know he, what I mean? He's a heel. It's making people. So Seth was a heel. So I mean, more. every once in a while, Seth would just like pull off the freaking like legit, you know, win back when he was, the champion, you yeah. know what I mean? Like when he was a heel champion, like, yes, he had J and J security that would jump in. He had Kane that would jump in from time to time, but there were times when he just fucking, yeah, he beat went. Dean Ambrose. He beat Kane clean. He beat Dean Ambrose clean in that ladder match. Exactly. Dude. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's something to be said for just like every once in a while, just fucking smashing somebody. Yep. I think Roman's fine though, dude. He's, I mean, he's fine, but I'm just saying like, you're, you're saying that like, you know, LA Knight should have done all this preparation when I'm like, well, you're Roman Reigns. You should be able to fucking just beat LA Knight. No, that's Roman's whole game plan, dude. Roman's whole strategy is he surrounded himself with the bloodline to make sure that the family keeps the belt. That's part of his deal, man. Whereas LA Knight was going there talking cash shit that he's going to take that belt from Roman Reigns. I don't know. I mean, what do you guys think? I think LA Knight went down a notch off of this. Uh, Yeah, a lot. For me, anyway, yeah, I think uh, it was definitely a definitely Roman's probably worst match of his reign. I would say, yeah, um, definitely no, really no chemistry between the two either. In ring, we didn't get any. The, we didn't get like the classic near fall, man. Even that one, like you could already see it come from a mile away because Roman was so close to the ropes when yeah. he hit the 
Mm-hmm. Uh, when he hit his finisher, man, like normally at least and you get like a really, really like heart stopping near fall in a Roman Reigns title defense. And, yeah. Yeah. This one was this was weak. I man. think uh, I think it kind of hurt uh, L.A. Knight in a sense where, you know, Roman's probably not going to be back on TV for a while. So he's probably yeah. not going to get a direct rematch for that title. He's probably not going to be in that main event scene in a while, like for a while anyway. Probably goes and fe- has a little, you know, month long feud with Jimmy Uso or something. I don't yeah. think that's putting any steam on him. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't think this was great for LA Knight yeah, no, as I- much as it seemed cool at the moment. It seemed like they just kind of, <clears throat> he, he seemed kind of seemed like a flavor of the month title defense for Roman, as opposed to somebody they were really trying to elevate. Yeah. If they were trying to elevate LA Knight. They should have kind of kept him in the, you know, mid card area. Not like, not like he has to like, you know, win a mid card title and, you know, keep the title and stuff like that. Just have him play the mid card game and then, you know, work his way up to Roman. Um, I think they went a little bit too fast with, uh, with this match. It it didn't seem like it was like well planned out too. It just seemed, yeah, it just seemed off. Like the whole match just seemed, uh, not, not good at all. I wasn't, I wasn't sports entertained. Carter and, uh, Roman's a legit, Top of the card. Yeah. Do you, what'd, you, what'd you think of it, Jordan? So do you mean the the near fall fall where the ref counted three and then was going down for four when Jimmy put his foot yeah. up on the ropes? Is, yeah. is that the near <laughs> fall you're talking about? The one where <laughs> LA Knight pinned him and the ref fucked it up? Yeah. Yeah, but I mean that was clearly a botch though, dude. Like I the, I you could tell as soon as these as soon as you saw the positioning where he was at, you knew like okay, I you saw the rope break coming from a mile well, away. Well it doesn't matter. He still counted three. The crowd had already counted three and his hands going down for a four. <laughs> like, dude, the whole match was just god awful. Like I it was off. Man. I don't think I don't think there was anything wrong with LA Knight and personally I don't think he lost anything because of this, because I never thought he was a main eventer. Um, the fans just kind of pushed him into it, which I still think the fans are going to be behind him. The, the yeah thing is like the what thing with Austin and it's just, it's not going to go away. So he'll still be fine. He'll be a decent mid card champion, but let's be honest. This dude was never winning the world title and he definitely was never beating Roman Reigns. So let's, let's take a quick Roman temperature check. We're probably not seeing him again until the rumble. Will the the Raw after WrestleMania this year, will Roman Reigns be the champ? Sheena? Yes. Jordan? I'm going to say no. Marco? I'm going to say no. I say yes, man. They mentioned him breaking Hulk's record on on TV, on, uh, on Crown Jewel, man. This first time they brought it up. That's going to be September... <sighs> Of next year, he's gonna hold it till just, September of next year. You think? Dude, and at that point, why not just go I mean, for they, Bruno, man? You've already go, invested that much. Yeah, time. it's like come yeah, on. I mean, if is, they go past Mania, they're definitely going to September, dude. There's yeah. no way. God, dude. Yeah, I don't. I, uh, <laughs> I don't know, I dude. I've, I, you know, I put it in the Facebook group, man. I called my shot, and I still stand by it, dude. I think, I think this Cody and Jay bromance is gonna go all the way to. Uh, all the way to Mania, and I think Roman's going to beat Cody with the help of Jay Uso, man. I think Jay is going to turn the way I see it going, man. Not to get too deep in the fancy booking, but I see Jay screwing over Cody just because you know some, something along the lines of he still wants the family to hold the belt, man. You know, I think he ends up picking blood over you know all the drama he's had the last couple years with Roman and them. 
uh, and that's the way they extend it uh, a whole nother, you know, I don't know if it'll go a whole nother year, but I think they're going to get Roman past Hulk in the record books. Wow. Dude. Seems like something WWE would do, man. I, I just, that that's my thought right now, dude. I think Jay screws over Cody. I mean, um, they've come this far, dude. I mean, Bruno might be just a bridge too far, but you might as well get, get Hulk out of there, dude. Hulk's, you know, I love Hulk. I still love Hulk Hogan, but he's definitely problematic to say the least. <laughs> Ugh. That's just crazy to think that that they would actually like he would hold the title for that that who long. Who ever thought he'd hold it this long, dude? Yeah, that is I true. Mean, who would have ever yeah, I mean, thought? We thought it was, he was a lock. He was to, yeah, Cody, he was supposed dude. to lose at thirty nine. If you want to go back, dude, he was. I'm still convinced he was. That this whole thing is just an accident. I think he was going to lose the belt at day one back January first, twenty twenty two against Brock. But remember, Roman got COVID, and they ended up having Brock take Big E's belt, and you know that led to the unification match. I think all that was unplanned, man. Um, I think Brock was going to beat Roman at that event and take the belt. And then Roman wins the rumble to get back into it. But obviously we'll never know, man. But I just, I, I think this whole run kind of just started off on accident. And then now it's built into something that I just feel like at this point, there's no satisfying way they can end it, man. Yeah. I mean, Cody beating him last year would have been satisfying. I feel like this year it's just going to be so expected. Yeah. I think, uh, I was actually talking to J-Boat about this on, on Raw Down. I think if Cody didn't get injured last last year and he like we got the you know, we got him in all those pay-per-views, Money in the Bank, you know, Survivor Series, um, whatever, Fastlane or whatever that little shitty pay-per-views in between after SummerSlam. Like we got him through SummerSlam. If we got that build and he never left and he was never injured after Hell in a Cell. And he made his way all the all the way to uh, WrestleMania. That would have been the end, I think. Yeah. But I think where you know we lost you, we lost Cody from the summer all the way till Royal Rumble. Um, that killed any momentum or any build for Cody Rhodes, and you had to kind of like rebuild um, that momentum again. So I think that was like a missed opportunity in that sense. Um, I think Sami Zayn hurt him too, man. I think, yeah. Sam, I mean, Cody was still red, red hot, dude. Like, mm-hmm. I think if, like, you know, 100% is the highest you can be. I think Cody hit WrestleMania at about a 96 or a 97, but I think he would have been 100 for one for Sami Zayn, man. I think Sami Zayn took some of that, like, top baby feet, yeah. top baby face shine from him. And I think that made him just a little bit shaky because I'm still convinced, dude, that that was like a, you know, day of the event change to have Roman win because all signs pointed to Cody. Um, leaving with that belt at WrestleMania last year. It was such a shock seeing Roman actually get the pin. Yeah. Jordan, are you still going to continue to watch WWE if Roman beats Cody at WrestleMania again? <laughs> Dude, I, I we've talked about this numerous times. I watch no weekly TV anymore. It's just, I don't know, man. It's just so repetitive anymore. It's And I get the long champion thing, but, dude, we're just we're going way too far with this. This is This is too much for me. Uh, if there was one, if I had one critique of the Triple H creative man, I wouldn't. I don't mind the long, the long title reigns, but the feuds just drag on and on, yeah, man. Like yes, you know, it feels like Judgment Day has been. Yes. You know, they feuded with Seth for months, and it almost feels like it's the same feud that's continued on now with Cody and those guys. You know, Bianca and Damage Control were feuding for forever. Um, yeah, it just seems like these feuds just freaking mm-hmm. drag, dude, and drag and drag and like, drag. I, I don't mind that. Go ahead. Don't forget, dude. They ran Becky and Trish for an entire year. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, man. Dude, like, I, I, I don't I, mind the long title run, but give us some different storylines within that title run. I, I think everybody is being way too kind on Triple H right now. Like, I get it, but there's a lot of shit about WWE that a lot of people should not be enjoying. 
and it's just everybody's just wired to enjoy it and i I don't get it like it is so repetitive like we're the war games match we're getting it just is basically tying up a year's worth of storylines into one match between eight guys like yeah i don't know man it's just it's the repetitiveness of every week like you know what you're gonna see every week the pay-per-views it's usually the same feud over and over for six months I don't know. It's just, it's got to a point. And as much as they talk about how deep that roster is, then why aren't we seeing more of it? Like same people I saw a, uh, I saw a stat a while back that something out of like 17 of the past 19 episodes of raw had been main evented by the judgment day in one oh form or another. Gosh. Yeah. They, like they run, they run a WWE. <laughs> they, do. they do. Yeah, they definitely <laughs> do. Most. They're cool, but you know, there's enough talent there to mix it up a little bit. We just, I still you just need to get the blend, man. Between AEW and WWE, like they they could kind of just combine philosophies. I think we'd be we'd be yeah. perfect. Yeah. AEW yeah. mixes it up, but they got too much goofy shit mixed in with it, man. Yeah. Uh, if you take some of like the star power and presentation of WWE, mix it with AEW's variety, I think we'd really be cooking. But yeah. um, Jordan brought up war games. I do want to pose one more what if before we hit the beverage break. Will CM Punk be at Survivor Series? It's oh, gone boy. back and forth backstage, man. You know, there was no. it was rumors building to it, and then they were saying it was a done deal. You know, it was it was dead, like it wasn't happening. And then over the weekend it started popping back up that, you know, there's a belief that uh you know he's actually gonna be meeting with some board members from the WWE and people were backstage were thinking it's a done deal. We'll go around the horn again. Sheena, will CM Punk be at Survivor Series? No. Jordan? I'm just going to say this. If he is, this is one of the biggest mistakes WWE's made in a long time. <laughs> Dude, I, I don't That's care what, something. I don't care what anyone says. And Seth has said it numerous times about like that shit's not going to go over in WWE. He's already done it once in WWE. What do you mean it's not going to go over? He did it to Vince to his face. Like, uh, does no one learn with this prick? He's an absolute asshole that only cares about himself. <laughs> like, when are people going to learn that that's just who this dude is? I'm going to say no just for the fact that I'm hoping WWE at least has a little bit of self-respect for themselves. But knowing them, Vince will probably be like, oh, let's just get him back in the fold. Marco? Um, I'm gonna just for, just for shits and giggles, I'm going to say yes only because it's not the WWE that's making these decisions anymore. It's TKO that's mm-hmm. making these decisions. Mm-hmm. They've been in the CM Punk business before. And they've been and in the that, CM that, Punk that, business before. And that worked out really well for yeah, them. Yeah, I was going to say well. that worked out yeah, really well. well. Like I said, it's, that, that, that's a lot of things that people forget is that, you know, obviously it's WWE and UFC, but it's at the end of the day, it's TKO that owns WWE. So long ago, yeah, I'm going to definitely get some eyeballs and get some dollars. I'm yeah. going to say no. And that's because I think the AEW devil is going to be revealed to be CM Punk. Oh, dude. my God. You know me. Everything's a work until proven otherwise. Dude, what would be more interesting than it being CM Punk at this point? That'd be, that'd that'd be, be like insane. That'd be that would crazy. be insanity, bro. Yeah. Like, you come on, man. Huge like, pop. dude, if, they, if the whole thing was a work and CM Punk turned out to be the freaking AEW devil, like, I mean, it would be. Yeah. I, I would. I would, would never say better, another yeah. bad word about Tony Khan, uh, as long as he's in the wrestling biz, dude. Yeah. If they actually pulled that off, and I can't fucking stand CM Punk, I just think that would just be so such a crazy swerve. It would make so much more sense too. It I would think. too. It, it would, would make just, perfect sense for yeah. him to be the devil. I think it's yeah. Dolph. 
is the devil, dude? Yeah. Is that really gonna get? I feel like I'm that's just, gonna be yeah. so dude, underwhelming, yeah. and people are gonna clown AW. Exactly, I mean, it would be yeah. awesome. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> what did you just say? It would be underwhelming. Yeah. Isn't everything they do, and it's supposed to be a huge surprise, <laughs> underwhelming? Like, True. dude, yeah. it, it's like their claim to fame. It's like here we could have all these interesting people. And I, don't get me wrong, I like Dolph. He's a great wrestler. I love Dolph. He'll do man. he'll do great in AEW. We already know that's, that's a horrible way to roll but him that's out. That's a though. horrible that would, way to do exactly, it. and that's why they'll do it. It is a horrible way. It's gonna, it is going to be him. It's gonna. I think it Adam should have been me. <laughs> I think Adam Cole is too obvious at this point, man. I yeah. mean, that would still make a lot of storyline sense to me. I think. It's CM Punk if you want to do the crazy swerve, or if not that, I think Edge, man. I think they'll just, you know, you don't, you don't got to do a whole lot of over explaining on it. It's just boom, Ed, Edge was the devil. Edge is here to take over AEW. You thought he was going to be this baby face, but he's actually this this evil evil fucker. Mm. I mean, who who else could it be outside of Cole, CM Punk, Edge, or you know Dolph? I mean, is there anybody else we're missing that it could be? <sighs> It is one of the most interesting things they've done in a while. Every dude, yeah. a good a good mystery in wrestling is awesome, and I'm I'm genuinely intrigued to see how this thing plays out. And they've teased it just enough; they haven't beat us over the head with it, man. So it's been uh, it's been really well executed. But but who is there any other names you guys are kicking around that could uh, could end up being the devil? That's how they're going to debut Will Ospreay. 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 That's how they're going to announce he signed with AEW. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. Have we hey. seen MJF and the devil in the same place at the same time yet? Nope. Nope. That could always be MJF too, man. That would be, I mean, that would be, that would be a good little swerve. It'd be pretty, that'd be pretty damn similar to, you know, Vince being the higher power, I think, but that would be kind yeah. of, it was me. <laughs> yeah. Cause he's, uh, he's still a heel dude. Even with all the baby fish he's got going on, you knew he's still an evil prick in his heart. Yeah. True. Hey, I, I have, an, I have a question for you guys because I saw this posed over the weekend on Twitter and I, I made sure to save it. How many, and I know Seth's going to say every single one of them, but I'm being serious. How many WWE events do you think you'd buy a year if they were 60 bucks? If you actually had to shell out sixty bucks, WrestleMania would like probably times. WrestleMania Four. would probably be a hundred bucks. You got to figure. So yeah. how much? How many would you actually buy a year based on like the current product? How much? Mm-hmm. How many of them would you do? You think you'd pay for? None. <laughs> I think. I think. Four max, dude. Mm. I, dude, I think the four big ones is all I'd probably even consider yeah. buying. Yeah, it's so expensive. Yeah, or you know, yeah, just taking without overcomplicating it. Yeah, I'd probably say yeah, SummerSlam, Rumble, uh, Survivor Series, and WrestleMania probably be the four I would get. But you know, with Sherry now, I'm sure I'm sure we could get creative, man, and kind of you know between all of us here on the show, just pitch in and oh yeah, you know, share you accounts and stuff, you, dude. But you're right, but I'm just talking in general. Like if you if, no, if general, there was yeah. no just if like there a, was if no way of a, sharing yeah. and we just had to buy them ourselves, and this is like four of the biggest wrestling fans, mind you. Like every one of us loves wrestling, and I just think it would be really hard for me to shell out sixty dollars for what we just watched on Saturday. Like, I don't, I don't think it's even feasible, man. They've get. I mean, we're coming up on ten years of basically having free pay per views. Yeah, I don't think that yeah. toothpaste is going back in the tube. I think they could get away with putting the four big ones on pay per view. Yeah, um, and the rest of the stuff for free. I think that could work, and that might be something we end up seeing uh, when Peacock's deal runs out. Yeah. But. I just don't think it's viable, dude, for them to do the the sixty bucks, of, you know, sixty dollar events, man. Yeah. Don't put it past them. Not in this economic climate, dude. dude I mean, I, to I, I would no. totally think they could try it, dude. I, I'm not saying they wouldn't try it. I just, I, 
I don't think the fan base is. It'd go over like a turd in the punch bowl. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. Think, I, think so, I agree. But the only reason I'm saying this, it. the only you know, reason, the only reason I'm saying this is because UFC is arguably at one of its lowest points right now. Like the, the star power is at its all time yeah. lowest. Agreed. And they're still asking seventy. But they've bucks. always done that. I know. Though, I know. They never listen, went to a model yeah, where but, but, it was like all inclusive. Okay, so the the Peacock model is going to run out, and they're going to have to renew those rights. So I'm just saying, what happens if Peacock doesn't pick it up? They put all the old shit on like whatever. If they negotiate a deal with ESPN Plus or whatever they do, yeah. And then you have to pay for pay per views every month. I, I'm just saying it's not completely out of the realm of possibility at this point. Well, yeah, I was gonna, yeah, yeah I was gonna say to a UFC what they are doing now is they do those like kind of like premium like fight nights on ESPN Plus, yeah. so you're not paying extra. So they obviously the model's a little bit different from when they were charging for every pay per view, but yeah, like right now. I couldn't like knowing that like for instance like John Jones him like tearing his pec like and that match isn't happening that like huge heavyweight match who's gonna buy that pay per view now nobody that's supposed to be kind of, yeah exactly so like there's the star power definitely is definitely dwindling there and you know with WWE and the current product yeah I don't think I don't think they're doing any huge pay per view buys um, if they go I think to that they would model. have to change the whole. The whole way that they book pay per views. I don't think yeah, you can just put together 100%. a traditional event. I think you'd have to be putting together super fights that are oh, yeah, to obey. Yeah. I mean, I don't think you'd be buying like, you know, Crown Jewel. You'd be paying for like, you know, Roman Reigns versus LA Knight would be I how the event's would, presented. Yes. I think they would eliminate a lot of pay per views. I don't think they would have a lot of these yeah. like, you know, low level fast lane, fast lane and hey, you know, the, great yeah, balls of maybe, fire. And shit. Maybe that would be the best thing for WWE at this point though, is to get rid of some of these just filler pay per views just to have a show. They like should. maybe maybe that would be better for WWE. Like I I don't True, know. True, but then you've got like these long stints of like weekly no, TV where the, you've got to like fill it in between these like, you know, extended pay-per-views the, like where there's no, no they payoff. they still like, do like a Saturday night like premium event like Marco just said like UFC does. It's like a fight night. So yeah. they can still do like a just call it like Saturday night's main event or whatever you want to call it yeah. and do yeah. like a three-hour show. It, it's similar to a pay-per-view. It's just not you're not yeah. paying pay-per-view prices yeah. is what I'm saying. I just I don't know, man. They have to do something to get out of the the cycle they're in right now where they just keep recycling the same feud over and over. And I feel like if they're charging people extra money for pay-per-views and they realize the buys go down, like I feel like that would be the change that would need to happen. So, yeah, I don't know. I just I saw that question on Twitter over the weekend and I was like, man, that's a really interesting question well i'm hoping they can just get the creative people who they're paying fucking big money to to just do their fucking job instead of having <laughs> to like you know nickel and dime us to pay 60 bucks per every pay-per-view you know that what i mean true. like just yeah. just do your damn job yeah they you have you have one job be creative yeah they nick Khan also said they're you know looking to do like uh supposedly like they're called tko weekends where it'll be like a back-to-back pay-per-view like a ufc pay-per-view and then a wwe pay-per-view so like <laughs> That'd be like sign up to watch that. Yeah, exactly. No, it'd be like one night UFC. Yeah, one night one UFC. Night. One night, oh, okay, so like gotcha. Sunday night WWE. <laughs> it's like Jesus Christ. Yes. Just have them in the same. Have it the same event. Like you got like a UFC fight, and then like the other side of the arena, you got the ring set yeah. up for a WWE match. They yeah. should do like uh, World War Three. Like the cage is next to the the ring. Like you have the match <laughs> in the ring, and then the fight right next to it. Two different cameras. Yeah. 
Like guaranteed, you'll Brock probably could compete twice in one night. Brock could have a UFC fight oh, and a match in the same night. Um, uh, guaranteed, you'll probably see that. I know they like they really haven't spoken about it, but if they are going to do it, they'll probably try to do it like around like the you know SummerSlam those type of those type of weekends where it's, obviously you can't do it WrestleMania because it's a two nighter, but like you'll probably see it around that time. I think if they if they do try to pull it off. So. I'm still hoping Mattel gets the license for UFC figures so I can get that oh. real scale octagon. That's on my wish list. Oh, that'd be so sick. We need it. All right. Uh, anybody else got any other wrestling takes before we hit the beverage break? Nope. Negative. All right, the beverage break is where we tell you guys what we are sipping on as we podcast. Sheena, what are you drinking? I'm drinking a birthday cake dough ball and cream soda. Ooh. It's been my yeah my drink of choice for the last like couple weeks. We found uh, we found the birthday cake dough ball. I don't typically hit the hard stuff, but uh, I, I really like dough ball whiskey. I think it's delicious, and it's delicious with cream soda. So when we found the the birthday cake, I mixed it, and it's even better. What flavor do you want to see them do next? I don't know. I, I I don't know. S'more maybe. S'more. S'more cool. what? Yeah. I see him doing that. <laughs> S'mores nuts. Whoa! Wow. Yikes. <laughs> I uh, I'm drinking a bloody beer. Got just a the classic Bush Light mixed with some Zing Zang Bloody Mary mix to get the night kicked off. Uh, Marco, what are you sipping on? Um. Uh. So Sheena will love this beer. It's um Night Shift Brewing, uh, based here in uh, Everett, Mass. It's actually canned in you know, sold and all that stuff. You can actually visit. It's called Night Shift Brewing AIPA. So it's a beer that they actually made with AI involved. Uh, How crazy is that? Um, so it's like, basically a... Hey, um, <laughs> AI makes beer. Yeah. It's, um, so they, obviously they, you know, the the side of the can, I'll, I'll, I'll skip like most of it, but basically they, you know, they... They use a combination of chat GPT and mid journey software to make it happen. They guided the process through prompts and questions, but AI made nearly all the relevant decisions. Um, and they also did the kit. The, uh, the label is also AI created as well, which is pretty, pretty cool. And actually had it actually at the brewery uh, first and foremost. And then they started selling it in the can version, but every beer actually tastes different, which is pretty crazy because it's, you know, yeah, because a fucking robot made yeah, it, dude. which is pretty like, awesome. So hopefully nothing happens uh, to me. Uh, yeah, tonight so I'm drinking a uh, robot yeah, beer. We don't even know this is actually Marco. We're talking. I to. know this could Marco, be AI Marco. Exactly. Marco just he's literally just <laughs> ingesting microchips. It's, the AI listens to every episode of the of the Raw Down and the Chick Foley Show, and it knows exactly how he's going to respond to exactly. wrestling related questions. I uh, mean, dude, that's legit the shit that they could do, dude. They would be like, take every everything that Marco's ever said and just like create a fucking AI Marco. I had dude. Chat G, Chat GPT write a review of the Chick Foley Show, and it was actually pretty. It was good. spot on. It yeah. mentioned host. It mentioned like all the hosts names dude. what like it was yes yeah. dude just go to chat gpt and say write me a review of the chick foley show it's a insane, positive dude. review was it, a, yeah, was it uh, did you ever write a negative review <laughs> nah, I no didn't, dude. i don't know if they would sometimes they don't like writing negative stuff but yeah you can definitely go and say write yeah. write me a review of the chick foley show and it was like i mean it was detailed dude it talked about like speci- like yeah you know talking about like wrestling history and wrestling figures like all the stuff that we talk about on here what so the heck? pretty wild yeah. yeah jordan what are you drinking man 
I'm just keeping it simple tonight. I'm just doing a bush light, normal bush light, no peach, just normal bush light. Uh, it's going to be a long week, so got to pace myself. Regular, uh, regular can. Uh, you got the camo can. It's the camo can. Nice. That's what I'm on to. All right. Uh, let's get into the figure four. All right, figure four is our weekly segment brought to you by Ringside Collectibles, where we talk about all the latest and greatest in wrestling figure news. I want to remind you guys, use code Chick Foley to save 10% at Ringside Collectibles. So just got a couple of items of news I want to run by you guys, see if you guys picked uh, or pre-ordered or picked any of this stuff up. Um, did you guys see that the Mattel Superstars style figures of Matt Cardona and Nick Gage dropped on Ringside Collectibles today? Yes. Pretty, pretty sweet, dude. I know Jordan's not a big, uh, you know, Cardona fan. Uh, what do you think of these figures, though, Jordan? I think you just said it all for me, Seth. <laughs> <laughs> Go to ringside real quick, Shane. See if these things are still in stock. I know they're pretty limited edition, but they're also pretty pricey. I'm kind of on the fence, man. I, You know I'm not a big fan of the Blend Guts figures. I think I may wait and see if the uh, the regular ones show up on sale, though, dude. They are they are pretty sweet. I did like that attire from Cardona. How about you, Marco? Where are you at on these? Um, I do, I do have a couple of those, uh, of the, like the major pod figures of those. I might get it cause of the Nick Gage is actually pretty cool. So I think I might, uh, do that. And then, um, zombie sailor actually, uh, posted about the two pack that's coming out of, yeah. uh, of the same set essentially. Um, yeah. I think they're releasing Thursday. Yeah. The Hasbro style figures of them. Yeah. So definitely, uh, definitely, uh, a, a toss up on which one which two pack I'm going to grab. So I will say, even if you're not into the figures, if you are, uh, you know, straight up degenerative figure collector, they do come with the, uh, the a really, really nice GCW belt that looks like yep. it's going to be in scale with elites and AW cool. figures. So that's kind of cool to go with your, uh, with your mocks. Um, yeah. Like you mentioned, uh, zombie sailors dropping the, uh, the Nick Gage Macaron two pack. Also, that thing looks awesome. Did you guys see? He also announced that the black strap Andre figure is going to be available, ready to ship on Black Friday. Yeah, and it's actually not a bad price either. It looks like it's thirty bucks, so that's not too bad. Yeah, yeah. I think he cut down a little cost, being able to use basically the same mold with just a new head sculpt. Mm-hmm. I actually uh, flipped my blue strap Andre. I'm totally fine with the Hasbro Andre the Giant figure, man. Where are you guys at with zombies Andres? I mean, it's good. Like, it, there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, his figures are a work of art. So I'm going to keep it just because I'm going to try to stay um, as complete as I can. The only, well, I didn't get the Bruce Lee or the Gargano. So I guess I'm not going to be completely complete, but I didn't really want either one of those. So I'll, I'll get the black strap Andre as well. Did uh, Sheena, both the bloody set and the clean set still in stock? The bloody set is in stock. Let me see. They the, both are. Uh, they both yeah, are. they both, both are. Hmm. Yeah, that's probably not. Yeah, so keep an eye. They're probably too fresh. I doubt they show up on the sales, but you never know. They could show up. Uh, the Legends Greatest Hits figures are started hitting targets. So this is the set. It's Terry Funk, uh, British Bulldog, Muggy Talk Man, and Ultimate Warrior. Bruno Sammartino was supposed to be in this one with the green tights, but he's been moved to the main line uh, for sometime next year. Have you guys picked up any of these yet? Nope. I have not. Actually, my warrior is coming in. I believe tomorrow, so awaiting that. Not sure on the British yeah, Bulldog, they ended up, but these were originally supposed to be in store only. But yeah, they did launch on Target Online. Also, yeah. 
Um, so, so reliable. There's none of these that I need. If I saw, you know, I would I'd take a long look at the Bulldog Warrior and Honky Tonk Man if I saw them in person. I think the Honky Tonk Man's jumpsuit looks a little bit better than the original. Yeah. Um, I kind of like the old school, the Legends Bulldog figures face, like head scan a little yeah. bit better than mm-hmm. this one. But uh, my Legends Bulldog figure is like super duper stiff, dude. Like especially like the hip joints, man. I feel like if I like move his legs at all, they're going to snap off. That's one that like... Brett's completely forbidden from playing with if I ever have it out on the shelf. So I made the upgrade just to have one that's a little bit more durable because I do love that figure, man. Heart Foundation Bulldog's awesome. Jordan, are you on the hunt for any of these or do you, uh, are you passing on this? I set? think I'm just going to get the Warrior just because I have all the Warriors for the Elite set. So I'm going to keep it Me going. Um, yeah. But I don't know. I like the Bulldog. It, it looks fine. But the rest of them, I mean, I don't really need those. Like, yeah, I hate. If you that. already had them, I, I don't think there's enough meat on the bone for the upgrades on on this set, dude. I was a little bit disappointed. The Warrior and Bulldog, you know, the last few Warrior figures, Ultimate Edition and Elites, they've had articulated tassels, right? These have just the regular old style rubber tassels. I mm-hmm. thought the having the tassels that you can bend around a little bit, I thought really added a little something extra. It would have been a nice upgrade on those older figures. Um, but yeah, still a cool set. The figures do look great. Not getting Bruno killed this set for me. Like that Bruno yeah. was the most wanted fig out of this set. And I know a lot of people that have the old Bruno and they were planning on getting this one just to make sure you had a replacement when the old Legends ones does eventually break. So it's disappointing that we're not getting in it in this set. But I mean, we'll get it down the road. So still in the back of the box, too, man. So a little bit of a uh, little, uh, you know. One one of those collectible quirks, man. Uh, did you guys see that our good buddy Mitch is dropping a Diana Hart Smith figure for in the Grapplers and Gimmicks line? I don't what? hate it. I think it's. I think that's awesome. I'm about to send. I'm about to send this to you guys in the. Uh, I saw it in the group chat. It's based off of uh, off of her SummerSlam '92 appearance. You know, she got had one of the most awkward ringside interviews. Yeah ever absolutely no charisma she seemed like she may po- she might possibly be made of wood um <laughs> she is the worst but uh i mean but yeah sense. she did have this iconic brown like suede fringe jacket on and now it's going to be immortalized in figure form man so it's in it's in the group chat on instagram marco you can check it out oh, that's great i feel like i need it man yeah of course you do that's that was a moment and they kept cutting to diana i mean obviously you know it's yeah. like brother and we got we got brett and the husband. bulldog you yeah. know close enough from that match so yeah, I, I, I'm all about the obscure <laughs> figures, man. I think it's a pretty cool one from old Mitch. I got in, we, we got in the Savio Vega and Godwin's figures from him this week. Those all came out outstanding. Nice. Uh, and then another random figure. We're getting a figure of Vlad, the super fan. I love that too. Yes. I think that's, I think that's super cool. He's getting a regular and a, uh, a bendy. Did you guys watch the documentary on Peacock yet? I did not get to watch it. Have not. Just all right. I, I won't spoil anything, but just know it. I I kind of see why it ended up going on the shelf and not getting uh, the the um, you know the the release with a bunch of fanfare. It goes to some pretty dark places, man. Yeah, uh, but it, it's an easy watch. It's only about I want to say it's only about thirty seven minutes, minutes long. Yeah. yeah, it's it's really really good. Um, but yeah, it was much more I guess real is probably the word I look for than. And I was expecting to see. I thought it was going to be the typical glossy WWE, but this was like a legit no shit documentary. Um, so, yeah, uh, huh. we'll, we'll have to discuss that once you guys get a chance to watch. Um, have you guys added anything interesting to your collections the last few weeks? Mm. 
I don't think so, man. I I really haven't added much. Oh, I got uh, the Chase Moxley last weekend. And nice. then um, I already found the new Danhausen figure on the shelf at Walmart last week. So that was, nice, man. That's always fun. Yeah, oh, that's th- sick. That Danhausen figure is gold, too. That's that's probably one of the better AEW figures they've ever done. Yeah, especially like it's funny because he's in like his backstage gear. But if you think about it, that's really how you see Danhausen a lot more than in his ring gear. Like, yeah. <laughs> They've knocked it out of the park with all the Danhausen figures so far. I'm still waiting on. I was one of the people that somehow my Danhausen and Hook uh, two pack got bumped to the second shipment. So I'm still waiting to get that from Amazon. But yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. We got the Hook ringside exclusive in this week. That figure is awesome, dude. If you're a Hook fan at all, you need to go get that figure. Like they knocked it out of the park. They got the backpack, uh, the hand holding the 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 chip. Like it's got this the awesome gear with like the jack o' lantern on the front of it. Like yeah, really really cool figure. Um, the other thing is I've started collecting, trying to put together a set of the Jax minis. That's been a ton of fun because it's also really, really cheap. I've just been buying. You can get a lot of like 10 of the figures for like 15 bucks off of eBay and just piecing them together and been giving the extras to uh, to the Brett man. So did you ever find a chainsaw? Charlie's no, the chainsaw? one thing I'm kicking myself about, Jordan, you remember I got Brett a couple of those like grab bags of those figures at Music City Collectibles last do, year. Yeah. And one of them had uh, Chainsaw Charlie in there with that tiny, tiny little chainsaw accessory. And I gave him to him just to play with. So that was the shit's like long gone. I've recovered most of the figures that I bought for him from that set. But that chainsaw is still missing in action and proving to be. I think it's going to end up being a real royal pain in the ass tracking down another one of those. Because it's not that it's expensive. Like I've seen him sell with for like 11 bucks with the chainsaw on eBay. But it's just they don't pop up very often. And I'm not about to pay you know, 40 bucks to get a, a MOC box set of those figures just to get that chainsaw. So I'll figure something out one way or another. Maybe there's another figure line that a tiny little chainsaw came with. <laughs> we need to dump that, uh, that big tub of your old toys. That's in yeah, the, it the totally could be in there. Cause, uh, yeah, there's no telling what's All gotten dropped in there. Plastic bits and bobs. Uh, Marco, you had anything cool last couple of weeks? Um, finally got my, uh, two pack, the, uh, Dan Housen and hook or hook housing as they call it. So that came in and, uh, literally after Did you get the- that from Amazon. Yes. Yeah, I got it. Mm, I need Amazon. to check in. Maybe they updated ours with, with a shipping estimate. Yeah. Um, cause I got that like shortly after the, um, the, uh, Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson, um, and box two pack okay. as well. Um, and also actually literally the next day after we did our show last week, our five year anniversary show, I got my, uh, my rotten, uh, gummies um and the what do you think they're good they're good uh the kids love them actually they pretty much ate all of them there's, there's none left but uh yeah i thought they were pretty amazing Stella loved them too yeah stella calls them stinky worms <laughs> instead of rotten she's like can we have some stinky worms yeah they were really good i was really impressed <laughs> yeah, with good. those yeah solid all right let's get into our retro wrestling recommendation All right, we cannot kick off the retro wrestling recommendation without asking the Hill Husband which of his 60 pair of chalk line shorts he's wearing for tonight's episode. So, Hill Husband, what you got for us? Rocking the classic red Ric Flair ones, man. These are super nice. Uh, kind of bummed, dude, that we Ric Flair's with AEW now because that means we're not any more closer to getting that Ultimate Edition 92 Ric Flair that I think would be just the absolute 
uh, peak figure of him uh, if they made it. But uh, yeah, so let's go around. Uh, Sheena, you can kick it off, man. What is your pick for retro wrestling recommendation? Uh, it's timely because it's the uh, coming up on the. Uh, by the time you guys listen to this, would be tomorrow. Will be the twenty sixth anniversary. Thursday. Thursday will be the 26th Tonight. anniversary of uh, the Montreal screw job. So make sure you go back to Survivor Series 97 and, uh, you know, watch watch the old Montreal screw job for greatest, all time. Greatest stakes. angle in the history of wrestling. Yeah. Man. So uh, I thought it was a timely pick. Um, and if you haven't watched it yet this year, it's it's that time of year. And watch Wrestling with Shadows right after you watch the match. Yeah, 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 yeah. Perfect. Or I don't know, maybe watch Wrestling with Shadows first and watch the match. I don't know. I don't know what the proper order would be. Um, you can't go wrong. It, it'll go, hit, yeah, it hits. It'll hit it'll different, hit different either way. Either yeah. way yeah. Uh, okay, snap, snap, snap. Jordan, what do you got, man? I'm going to actually go uh, 2019 Survivor Series. Um, Good one. I was in the house for this one, and uh, I actually watched it back this week. Dude, that is such a good show. Like the Weekly and Roman showdown uh, seemed like a real moment. I forgot that Walter was eliminated immediately in that match by Drew McIntyre. I completely yeah. had blocked that out of my memory, but that the NXT squads on that show are just absolutely incredible. And then uh Pete Dunn and um Adam Cole was really good, and then also uh uh Bray and Daniel Bryan was actually one of Bray's better fiend matches under the red light. So yeah, do yourself a favor and go back and watch that. Was that the strap match or was the strap match at the Royal Rumble that year? That was the Royal Rumble. Okay. Uh, Marco, what's your pick, man? Uh, mine's super, pretty much, it's a pretty obscure match. I mean, not really, but uh, it's uh, it's actually, I posted this on my uh, IG earlier. It was Bad News Brown holding the, uh, at the time, WWF World Championship because there was supposedly going to be a, you know, a time where, or a plan where he was going to be the inaugural uh, first black champion for the WWF. Uh, obviously, that didn't happen, but um, I went back and watched a match. Uh, you can probably find it on YouTube or Peacock. It's uh, his uh, actual title shot with uh, when Randy Savage had the title. It's uh, 12, I think it's uh, December 30th, 1988 from Madison Square Garden. It's about a 15-minute match. Uh, it's really good, actually. Um, they brawl inside, outside. Um all the shenanigans at the end, you know, obviously, you know, Bad News Brown being the heel at the time or one of the, the better heels in the in the WWE at the time, um, you know, doesn't take kindly to him losing and, uh, you know, takes his, takes his frustrations out. But, yeah, definitely uh, definitely a very uh, a very cool match to watch just to go back and watch those kind of like house show uh, circuit type matches that they had back then. And I think they ran that match a lot, too, on all the circuits, uh, Bad News Brown versus – Macho Man. So, yeah, check it out. Just search. I think he had a feud with in '89 when with Hulk when Hulk was the champ. Also, I think that's yeah. the the time when Hulk was rocking the the war bonnet on top of his head. Yeah, man, yeah. With like the, <laughs> good the God. Yeah, that Brown was cool, man. We we definitely need a, a figure of him sooner rather than later, man. It's been mm. we're too deep in the Mattel line to not have a Bad News Brown. Oh yeah, definitely. All right, Sheen. Do we got listener mail? We do. All right, Jamie Wills hits us with our first question. He says, which gear would you like to see turned into figures? Uh, again, shout out to the Three Points of Articulation podcast. Definitely check that out. That's the best way to keep up with all uh, the, the different folks making Hasbro figures at this point. Um, 
Dude, I still want to see Mattel do Brett from War Rumble 94. That's probably number one on my wish list right now. Well, maybe he means from Crown Jewel because I did mention that it was Crown Jewel. So maybe which oh, gear? Definitely oh. Rollins, dude. Yeah, Seth Rollins. Yeah, incredible Seth's gear. Yeah. Sorry if I'm speaking for you, Jamie, but I, I, the way I formed my uh, my question asking for listener mail was uh, we're recording our Crown Jewel recap. So I think yeah. maybe he was being specific. Too. Definitely, definitely yeah. so. Anybody else have any uh, gear that you want to see in figure form mm-hmm. on the weekend? Rhea, probably with the uh, the Rhea's fi- was cool. The clown yeah. face paint that she had. Which the was makeup cool. was awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's who I was thinking was Rhea. Josh Ellis says, Seth's got to tell me the process behind y'all's figure display. And I want to read, I want to read Alex Eubanks uh, reply to this. He says, he just puts on a blindfold, reaches into a tote to pick out random figures and then tries to toe the line of physics to see how far out on the edge each box he can display. He can display them without dipping over the edge. Yeah. So pretty ridiculous man he kind of he mentioned it in passing whenever i posted up the pictures in the group of our most recent uh figure wall but uh it was gonna be like too much to type out and i was like i'd be better just explain it on the show so basically what i do whenever it's time to do the monthly refresh i'm a big fan of random.org it's just a random number generator so i go in there and i go (laughs) random.org for each of the 36 boxes buckle up fam one and two all right so if i if it comes up with a one the figure sticks around for another month if it comes up with a two the figure's gone. I replace it. All right. So I figure out what I'll stand, what's going for that month. Then I go to my big spreadsheet, right? I got a spreadsheet with all 1600 plus wrestling figures we have, um, you know, in order. And I start ran, I use random.org to select figures to fill up those boxes. And then once I pick those out, that's when I'll decide if I'm going to display them by themselves or, you know, depicting some iconic WrestleMania match or part of a faction they were with. Um, at that point, it's kind of just, uh, you know, up to whatever I'm feeling for that month. But but yeah, so it's 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 a bit of a process, dude. And my figures are divided up into like nine different totes. So it takes about a solid like yeah, two e- days. To each do this. tote has like, you know, like two, three hundred freaking uh, like figures, individually wrapped in figures zip locked in there. Yeah. So he's got to he like has to basically go through the whole tote to find which figure that he needs. <laughs> you know, God. Um, it's it's wild, and if you guys have been around for a while, you remember our our display in Hawaii was uh, we we pretty much had every figure. It that wasn't we got, pretty much every figure we had. Every was figure, out. yeah, every figure we had was out on display. We had risers in the shelves. Remember, um, you question it when I went to this new philosophy, but hasn't it been so much better, dude, for displaying the figures? It's nice, yeah, because you get a chance to miss the figures. You know what I mean? And some when figures you, you would never ever look at. Dude. Yeah, and they when you see them, yeah, all. they get they get their total shine. I do wish there was a way that we had, like you know, because we just use the standard size, um, you know, cube uh, shelving. I think it's like nine by nine or something we like that. We could find some with smaller cubes. With you smaller cubes, yeah. I think if we had a smaller cubes, because sometimes I feel like, you know, they, there needs to be more in the cube, but that's just like my... Sometimes you know, with those factions, dude, like it, you can fill it up, man. It, it, does, when you do it the, looks a little bare when it's just one figure yes. in there, but if you had smaller squares, when you wouldn't you, be able to have like, you know, the the eight man NWO display and, stuff yeah, like that. Whenever you do, whenever you do like your full on like factions or like, you know, iconic moments or I like whatever. It, I like it with like the mix too. You have some yeah. where you got like, you know, three or four guys and somewhere it's just one by themselves. And it's not just, uh, it's a, it's a mix of figures too. Like there's pops, we have zombie, we have zombie freaking gnomes that, that are in there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's, uh, Hasbro's there's, it's definitely a lot more 
month to month maintenance on it, but I've enjoyed this display much more than just having everything out there on full blast. All yeah, the time. you can see the pictures if you go to Chick Foley. Um, we always post a uh, an updated Recap. shot of what the what the new figures are on display, so you can check it out. And if you want to scroll way, way, way back, maybe I'll post a picture because I have some pictures in my phone of our old display and the way it was before, where it was just totally maxed out like every single figure and it every sounds dumb box. but you get a chance to like misfigure sometimes that's too. what i said yeah i said that like, yeah oh, i haven't You've... seen you know like i haven't seen that defining moments brett in a while dude mm-hmm. now he's back out on display this month yeah so yeah seth is seth is psychotic is what we've you know come to realize here tonight like everything in his life it has a spreadsheet so <laughs> um yeah i'm totally the opposite i don't know how we ended up together but <laughs> here we are um zach hertzler says are you excited for war games this year? We've already kind of discussed it. I think everybody Jordan's taking a wet fart on it. So, uh, <laughs> what about what about you guys? Marco? It's whatever, dude. <laughs> um, I I'm mean, sure yeah. it'll be a fine match. Yeah, it won't be as good as uh, war games last year uh, with the bloodline and that whole thing. That like the pinnacle. Of that, that storyline happened yeah. at the peak. That was yeah. the, the bloodline was like the they were in full like Megazord mode. Yeah, Power Rangers. I feel out there. like I feel like War Games should be one of those that's like every other year or like as needed. Well, you could do it now. You could go back and forth because it's a Survivor Series. You could do traditional Survivor Series one yeah, year or and War, War Games. games. Yeah, because yeah, I, I feel like when you do it too often, it just kind of seems like it. You start putting people in there that really like it doesn't deserve like a War Game. You mean stuff I've, I've been on record before. I think War Games is deeply flawed as a match concept. As cool as it is with the double cage and the team and stuff i think they should combine and it should be war games but wrestled as survivor series style so yeah. like it's you know pin eliminations and stuff um i guess you'd run into issues like with believability if you got down to like you know three on one in a war game style match but i don't know man i feel like war games it's they're always so freaking long dude I, you know maybe shorten up the entrance time on guys because i just feel like you end up wasting like 20 minutes dude but uh, just waiting for you know the actual match to begin where somebody could even win it so you're referring to like this year being completely pointless for war games? Because I agree, it is completely pointless. <laughs> Here, let's just throw eight guys together and uh, we'll just continue the feud from the last year. It'll be great fun. That would make an awesome Survivor Series match though, right? Yeah. Like, that'd be great. Yes, it would be, be excellent. An awesome classic Survivor Series match. I hate that they've just killed Survivor Series. I, I mean, it, it's not Survivor Series at all anymore. It's just another pay-per-view to them, so... I wish See, they- think about when we were kids, how much Survivor, how much fun Survivor Series was when it was all just the teams matches, and you would get these crazy teams matched up. You know what I mean? Like Dusty Rhodes, Coco Beware, and the Heart Foundation, or you get something legendary like Ultimate Warrior, Texas Tornado, and the Legion of Doom. Like yeah. that, that was so much fun uh, seeing all the the different baby faces together and all the heels together on teams. Well, I mean, to be fair, War Game, uh, you know, as much as we're shitting on War Games, Survivor Series the last few years hasn't been great because they've been doing brand supremacy, which has also been just an absolute. Uh, I mean, shit Survivor show, Series like, has been a shit show since like nineteen. I'd say nineteen ninety six was probably the last truly great survivor series there's been some fun events and some fun mm-hmm. matches but for what the overall vibe of survivor series was i think it died after the 96 one in, in madison square Garden. Yeah. <sighs> all right let's take a moment to pour some out for uh survivor, survivor series <laughs> sam rosenthal says what's your take on roman's schedule too little too much somewhere in between jordan what are your thoughts on roman's schedule <laughs> Oh, really? You, you want to ask me? You, the dude's fucking defended the title 54 times in almost four years. Like, I don't think I'm the person to be asking this. I I don't know. I've just, I've never been a huge fan. I said this even when Lesnar had the title. 
I've never been a huge fan of the champion being off TV for as long as they're usually off. I just, I want the champion to be front and center. I don't, I'm not saying it needs to be weekly, but I just, I don't know. I mean, when you have the top prize in the game, I'd, I'd uh, prefer you to actually make some appearances. So Roman, Roman up until recently has been consistent. I mean, he, when has he been like super, super like sparse and part-time until like, like Since lately. WrestleMania, yeah. He's but I mean, but yeah, but he's had it three years. There. So like, I mean, and to push back on the Hogan thing, like, dude, 95% of those matches that is on that graphic and thrown up were, were straight up house wow. shows. Yeah, yeah. Hold on, yeah. hold on, hold on, hold on. I wasn't even bringing up the Hogan thing. That's not where I was going with that at all. I just think the fact that we've seen him defend that towel 54 times in four years is incredibly bad. Like, I don't know. Well, that's, but I mean, dude, Hogan on his reign was... Less than that, dude. Hogan. All right, let's see. So, I mean, he really there really weren't pay per views around the, that first reign, but he yeah. only defended at WrestleMania. He never Hogan never defended it at SummerSlam or Survivor Series or even yeah. the Rumble. So Hulk held the belt from WrestleMania five to WrestleMania six a whole year. SummerSlam, he was in a tag match with Beefcake against Macho Man and Zeus. Survivor Series, he was in a Survivor Series match, and then he was in the Royal Rumble match, dude. So, I mean. I, you know, Roman still at least defended it sometimes on pay-per-view, dude. All, yeah. Hogan only defended it in squash matches at house shows. Um, I'm good with Roman, man. I think I like it being like a big deal when he wrestles. It's a moment, yeah. dude. When his music hits and he's about to wrestle, like, you know, some shit's about to go down. Marco, you got any thoughts on Roman's uh, part-time schedule? Um, yeah, I mean, I think, it, I think it's a part-time schedule, not in the sense where he's like, you know, doing – you know, Hollywood stuff or obviously because the strikes are happening and things like that, but he deserves it, dude, that there's that. And I think obviously he's still, you know, he's, he's still kind of, you know, compromised in a sense where he, you know, he shouldn't be, you know, constantly having matches and constantly being around people and stuff like that. He has to keep his body healthy um, as much as he can. And I think he definitely needs the, the time that he needs to, you know, relax, you know, take a break and then come back. So he, he deserves a break. dude. He, Roman is, I mean, even before this whole tribal chief and like this latest run, Roman has been an absolute workhorse for WWE. Him and Seth. So, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, exactly. Him and Seth Rollins have been the freaking backbone of the company since, you know, they've really been in there. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm not mad at Roman having a part-time schedule. He's, I would be, I think I'd be cool with seeing him like he did up until, really the summer of 2022 having the occasional SmackDown match. Like let's see him, mm-hmm. def- you know, it don't gotta be, you know, kind of similar to Hogan, man, as much as we criticize Hogan for some of his style defenses, dude, just let some mid Carter come up and even if it's a non-title match, let a mid Carter fight Roman. Just so we see him in action on SmackDown. You can yeah. elevate some guys. Well, the match um, with Daniel Bryan was awesome on yep. SmackDown that when they had their, you know, yeah. Daniel Bryan's last match. I'm thinking yeah. more in the vein of like when he had that title defense against Matt Riddle last summer, um, you know, something like that. Yeah, Matt Riddle. That. Okay. Doing that occasionally, I think, w- would add some value. And it'd pop a number, you know. It'd be a big rating for SmackDown. He don't got to go out there and throw down a 25-minute banger. He can just have a 10-12 yeah. minute good match don't, on TV. Yeah, don't forget, he he also faced like Montez Ford at one point. Montez Ford got a title shot as well as uh, Xavier Woods. At Xavier Woods. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like those, see, I'm here. yeah, I'm here for that. Yeah, those types of matches once in a while definitely help. All right, Kevin Harrison says, Better background facial expressions during someone else's promo, <laughs> Ludwig Kaiser or Paul Heyman? Dang, that's a. I'm always gonna go with my man Paul, dude. Yeah, Paul's Paul. uh, on another Paul level. Paul plays it up. He gets dude. on my nerves. He's too over the top, dude. I Lud- love Ludwig the over Kaiser the top. for me, hundred percent. 
I love Paul. <laughs> Jordan? I like Ludwig Kaiser a lot. His are fucking hilarious. There ain't general. Oh, general, as he says it. Uh, Alex Eubank also says, I, I keep seeing these posts of the best or worst possible NFL or NBA player by taking different attributes from other players. See pick. So he posted this picture and it's literally like a build of a, a build a athlete. Yeah, um, yeah. Where they'll have like, you know, this guy's legs, this guy's arms. Yeah. yeah you know, LeBron James hairline, Anthony Davis eyebrows, <laughs> Shaq, this, 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 is, this is the worst, worst possible, worst possible NBA, player. NBA player. You yeah. know, yeah. Ben Simmons jumper. Um, so yeah, it's got, it, there's a graphic to go along with this one. So Alex is asking, create the best possible and worst possible wrestler, physique, mic skills, gear, wrestling, ability, charisma, whatever. I'll let you decide the the categories. So, we'll go, so for like, you know, head and hair, gotta go Roman, dude. Roman Roman's got like the best head bucks. of hair yeah, for sure. Dude, I, think, <laughs> I, I think Roman's got the, from the neck up, Roman's definitely got the best look, man. Yeah. Maybe Seth on the mic, Seth's mic skills. Well, we got to hear Jordan and Marco who they think has the best head. Oh, I thought we were all just kind of contributing. No, we, I think, yeah, we, think we should I all just we were pick like building, a, yeah. building a figure together. Yeah, right. Let's all just do it together. Yeah, I mean, there's really no argument about Roman either, dude. I yeah. pretty much know that. Mike skills, dude, I'm, you've got to be Austin, dude. Nobody oh, I was, I was thinking all modern. Yeah, I guess if you're going past. You said all yeah. time, right? Yeah, all yeah, time? all time. Oh. Yeah. I think Austin's best on If If you're going for intensity, somebody that can fire a crowd up, I go Austin. Yeah, I agree. I think, uh, ring, what about ring gear? Well, we're still okay. I think okay. So you're saying Mike skills, but I I still think The Rock cuts the best promo in the history of WWE. Like his uh between his backstage promos and in ring promos, I I still think he cuts the best promo in WWE history for me. Mm. Dude, yeah, his shit totally, was always totally like, defendable. What? Oh, totally defendable. I thought you said undefendable. Yeah. I was like, Jesus, dude. <laughs> no, <laughs> no I, I, yeah, I think it's really Rock, rock and Austin are almost kind of in a league of their own, even above guys like, like Hulk and like Ric Flair, man, they just, uh, they were, they were different, you know, Austin was getting you fired up. That he's going to tear somebody's head off. Whereas the rock brought like, you know, the cockiness with a whole, a whole bunch of humor mixed in as well. Yeah. Physique. You have to go ultimate warrior. Don't you? Yeah, like, of course. He just looked like a brick shit house. Like. I like I Rick know. Rude, bro. I was going to say Rick Rude is my style, Rick Rude. 100%. I'm sure yeah, Rick Rude was definitely juiced up, but I didn't think he looked as juiced up. So yeah, I, I'd go, but I mean, no arguments on Warrior either. Warrior was like yeah. an action figure come to life, but I always kind of like Rick Rude. Holy yeah, sweat I like Rick Rude. He just got, he's got Dude. more of a, I mean, obviously he's still subhuman or superhuman, but um, yeah, not me, not me, so much like Me and Marco like are not picking Rick Rude over Ultimate oh, yeah, Warrior, no, dude, just Roman, to Dude, Roman Reigns like head on top of uh, Ultimate Warrior's body, dude, that's like the perfect <laughs> human being pretty much. I'll go Indeed. try it out. I'll go, I'll go try to make, whatever we come up with, I'll try to make it on an action figure. That's pretty awesome. Um. What about what about ring gear? What are, what are we thinking? Ooh. I think I think you got to go championship pants. It can't it's be, gotta be it can't be trunks. Pants. It's gotta be yeah. Pants. And Brett, you know, Brett's single looked great, but you know, th- there's a much there's a whole lot higher percentage of people with the Ooh. pants that look like Sean Sh- Michaels attire. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All HBK's right. got pretty. I love HBK's, wardrobe. dude. Um, Seth has got some really really awesome gear over the years, dude. I, I, those are kind of two that pop in. I tell you somebody that was on a run, dude. He hasn't really brought it the last like year and a half, but for a while there, Hangman was fucking killing oh, it yeah. on the ring gear. Oh dude. Yeah. yeah, I love when yeah. he first switched to the main event pants. He had so many awesome looks. It's still a shame that Jazzwares has that license and we haven't gotten more Hangman figures. 100%. Um, if I had to pick one though, yeah, I'm going to yeah, got to be main event pants and I think HBK dude. Just 
Because he he's with got the entrance heart gear and everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the entrance swag is on point always with HBK too. Any other categories? Charisma. You probably um, got to you you pick a move set. Somebody's move set. Oh, yeah. I feel, yeah. A move set or a finisher, I think, is a, is a good category. I think I'll take Seth for the move. Or I don't know. Maybe Will Ospreay. I don't like Will Ospreay's finisher, though. I mean, it's sick, dude, but I don't think he hit anybody. I'll go Kenny Omega, dude. Yeah, I would go Kenny Omega. I think Omega. you can do the one winged angel anyway. I'm taking Kenny's yeah. move set. Yeah. yeah. 100% Kenny Omega. Like, I, yeah. think, I thought, thought that was Seth, overwhelming. But- yeah, Kenny's, uh, you know, maybe if I could take Kenny's moveset, but swap out the one winged angel for the curb stomp. I think the curb stomp's just a, a really, really sick finisher. But yeah, those two. Shawn Michaels is up there too, man. Like yeah. his his set, it seems a little bit dated now because he doesn't have as much of the crazy stuff that, you know, like Seth or Kenny or Will Osprey does. But Shawn Michaels has got a really awesome one. Okay, so just to recap, we're going with Roman Reigns' head and hair. We're going with, you know, Warrior, arguably. We'll go, we'll we'll go, go Warrior. Warrior, Warrior's body. Um Heartbreak Kid gear. HBK gear. With Kenny Omega's moves. Kenny Omega's moves. And are we going with Rock or Austin on the on the mic? Ooh. We'll go Rock. We'll go Rock. Yeah. Okay, with, the with the guy we're making, he needs to be more Rock than yeah. Austin. Yeah. He's, I agree. This guy's going to be a technical I'll tell you loser. What, now we got to do worse. Now we got to do the. We do have a major flaw, though, because we did pick between Rick Rude and Ultimate Warrior's body, which proved did not hold up over time as both of them uh, unfortunately <laughs> passed away so maybe we're, we're thinking about one this wrestlemania run dude we're yeah. trying we, we just, we're trying to get a guy that can take us from the rumble to mania dude that, that's it man yeah, yeah we're not yeah all right so worse <laughs> yeah we're not we're not looking we're not for making, longevity we're not making towns dude yeah, yeah. all right, all right. I, I, I got the the head and the body for worse sorry we're gonna go okay. we're gonna go gene schnitzky's head and then yeah. we're gonna go bastion booger's body I was yeah. gonna say that too. Uh, yeah, Bastion Booker's kind of indefensible, dude. Like he's just so such a just slob, dude. Like, like who, yeah. do you, who do you go for? Like uh, Mike Skills. Uh, Worst Mike Skills. I could go freaking Titus O'Neil, dude. He's Titus horrible. Or maybe Titus? Tamina. If we're going Tamina. He could go Ronda too. Yeah, you Ronda gotta go Rousey. Ronda Rousey, dude. Yeah. She might have. Ronda's was almost endearing to me. Like it was yeah. so bad, it was endearing. I, th- I mm. think if they would have, yeah, like legit, just like bad, like Mike skills. Oh, no. Though, it's no, no, no. We fucked this all up. We fucked it all up. Brandy Rhodes is the obvious choice for Mike skills. <laughs> I, don't, bro, I don't know, man. Who the hell told you tonight was open Mike night? Yeah. That was a pretty awesome. That's a pretty legendary. Promo. Yeah, yeah. Name it's one other name. meaningful thing she said. <laughs> If it hadn't come out of left field because she literally never talks like that, I don't think it would have. That people would just be like, "Dude, that was an awesome promo." Yeah, but it seems would, so weird because it's like, when have you ever sounded like this? If in she would have just dude? said it in her Brandy Rhodes voice, it would have been yeah. fine. You know yeah, what I mean? But she had, yeah, she had to go. She had to just take it to the next level. You know, she really turned it up to a thousand. So it was like way too much. I was gonna say Nikki, uh, Nikki Bella, judging oh, off of that oh, promo. Is pretty bad. I wish you died in the womb. Yeah, a lot of those females have really yeah. struggled on the mic over the years. Oh god. Yeah. Worst ring gear, I go Eddie Kingston, dude. I hate Eddie Kingston's ring it's gear. Bad, oh, man. Oh, early, early Damian Poor Priest Eddie. had some pretty repug ring gear. Remember those jeans the that Eddie, jeans. Yeah. Eddie Priest, yeah. Damian like Priest used to wear? True religion jeans. Oh, they were like, yeah, <laughs> they were so bad. Um, uh, yeah, what about worst moveset? Oh, man. That's. Uh, <sighs> Trying to think of somebody that really just sucked, dude. I don't know. There's so many. There's not as many people who like just off the move set they suck though. You know what I mean? There's just like bad wrestlers, dude. Yeah. Norman Smiley. 
<laughs> yeah, Norman Smiley's pretty bad. He's actually a really good trainer now. Yeah, nowadays, he is. Though, man. That, hmm. That's tough. Um, like, Ken Patera. Cena's STF is pretty repug. No, so maybe, you, know. yeah. you go Ken Patera. Why not? Yeah, He's pretty Ken bad. Patera is pretty bad. Brooklyn Brawler. Brooklyn, Brooklyn Brawler is a good one. Bad by design. Yeah. All right. Good question though. That was fun. yeah. I like that. We should we should we need to have uh, Marco make the graphic for us. We need to have a, oh, uh, a Photoshop oh, a Photoshop of our uh, best and worst Actually, wrestlers. I have to so try maybe that. some maybe sometime this uh, this upcoming week we'll, yeah, we'll get those posted. That's so funny. We can post them in the, in the group for you guys. Body is going to be classic. <laughs> yeah. So Alex had the final question of the night. So uh, that wraps up listener mail. All right. It's time for trivia. Who's in the hot seat, Sheen? Jordan. I'm sweating Ooh. my ass yes. off already, just so we're aware. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm already panicking. All right. You ready, Jordan? You no. can do this. No. You, you got can it. do this. At the 1993 SummerSlam, what excuse did Lawler use to get out of wrestling? Mm. Uh. <sighs> Dude, I fucking hate this shit. <laughs> More did you know this one? Would you have yeah. known this one, Seth? I actually watched this show pretty recently. I I thought it was... Wasn't this around the time of the foot thing? Like, I just... I don't remember. I'm just going to say his foot. No, this was so... He showed he was supposed to have a match with Bret Hart. He shows up on crutches mm-hmm. and says that he was in a car accident and he can't wrestle, but he's got his royal court jester that's going to wrestle for him. Oh. So Bret Hart wrestled Doink. Doink. He beat Doink, and then as he was celebrating, Jerry Lawler and just the the biggest shocker in wrestling history, uh, suddenly healthy, and he bashes Bret Hart in the back with a crutch, and then Bret and Jerry Lawler wrestle, and Bret beat Jerry Lawler also. Okay, I do remember that, but I didn't remember the excuse, so it wouldn't have mattered either way. But I do remember that part of it now that you just mentioned it, but I would have never yeah, got just, the excuse. That 93 roster, especially after Hulk left, man, that was really just threadbare talent-wise. So, you know, Bret Hart, had to, he drew yeah, double duty that night. That's when Lawler was, like, feuding with Bret's parents, too, right? Where he was, Well, like, that was always, was, the whole time like him the and Bret were feuding, he the, was... He was talking shit on Stu and Martha. Yeah. All right. Well, All right, Sheen, hit us with one. some yeah, streak of one. <laughs> streak of one. Sheen, hit us with some closing thoughts, and we'll get out of here for this week. Oh, man. Closing thoughts. Um, <laughs> I'm going to pass it to Jordan for closing no, thoughts. No, 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 no. I already did my good closing thoughts of the week. It's Seth's turn to sign us off. <laughs> See you guys next week. God. So lame. You got to go to something insightful, at least. Come on, man. That was weak. Give some people a call to action, you know? Like, do something with your life. Hey, I just talked about I don't do the, uh, <laughs> thank you guys. 